Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Trust is the divine dance. Letting God take the lead. What does the divine dance look like? First, we draw close to God and he draws close to us. Habakkuk is a great example of this. His name means embrace. He trusted God. The book that bears his name is one of the most beautiful in the Bible. Other prophets told people what God thought. Habakkuk told God what his people thought. This minor prophet drew near to God, embraced God, whispered in God's ear, this is where your people are suffering. This is where your people need you. The book opens with a man who is weary, depressed, despondent. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry? You won't hear. I even cry out unto thee of violence, you won't say. God, I'm tired of praying. Your people are tired of asking. They're miserable, tired, confused. But then you fast forward to the end of the book, and we read of this man named Embrace saying, Okay, Lord, it's good. If the fig tree has no blossom, it's just fine. If there are no grapes on the vine, and by the way, God, I'm content that there's no olives on the olives trees and no cattle in the stalls and no sheep in the pen, because I'm going to rejoice in you, Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation, for none of these things are my strength. You're my strength, Lord, and you will lift me on high. And by the way, let's make this a song. Let's play it on the stringed instruments. Let's move from complaining to praising. How did this remarkable change take place? It's at the opening. He drew near to God. He told God people are suffering, real people, people going through real problems. He drew near to God. And so began the divine dance of trust. The second thing that happens is we not only draw near to God, we lean on God. And isn't that what trust is? It's learning to lean on the Lord, to not lean on our own understanding. That's where the hurt comes. That's where the pain comes. I was praying this morning before I prepared this devotion, and I just felt impressed to remember, to remember who may be listening to this right now. People with myriads of needs, many people with broken dreams, people with messed up lives and messed up marriages. Some of you may feel like giving up. Some who feel they're going under for the last time. That's who gathers today on these daily devotions. Perhaps a middle-aged man who discovers that he doesn't have the skills to transition to a new career and fear has gripped him. Thank you for showing up today. Maybe to the woman who has gone through a separation or a divorce and you're feeling neglected, exposed, and looking for a new support system. Thank you for showing up for this devotion. Maybe I'm speaking to a senior who's been given a bad report and you're struggling with the news and a thousand and one thoughts have crowded into your mind and few of them good. Thank you for showing up today. Maybe there's a student who's trying but not succeeding and others seem to be passing you by and you feel like you're left in the slow lane and you're wondering what, if anything, will happen good in your life. I'm happy you're here today. 
to the person, this devotion who feels that your support system has been taken. You've been cut off at the knees. You're wondering why all of this happened. Can I just say you are in the right place? I'm talking to somebody who simply feels stunned, like life has tased you and you don't know what to do. This place is for you today. Why don't we all draw close to God? Why don't we learn to lean on the Lord? Simply put, we have trust issues. Consequently, we refuse to lean on God. We don't lay our head on his massive shoulder. We don't draw closer to him. We withdraw. We have trust issues. We believe God to be indifferent, lethargic, apathetic, uncaring, that he's playing a game of hide and seek, that he's not really interested in us. He responds to others, but not us. Trust issues. God, why don't you care? God, where are you? God is more trustworthy than you can imagine. Whoever or whatever you think you can trust, you move into the comparative and superlative with God, the more and the most. He is the most trustworthy one. God is faithful. You can depend on him. That's where we find Hannah. You remember she was cruelly taunted by Peninnah. She just couldn't stand it any longer. She made her way to the house of God in Shiloh and she fell flat on her face. Where you fall flat on your face makes all the difference in the world. Hannah fell between the porch and the altar of the house of God and she cried out to God. There's an old poem common in Christian circles that describes what Hannah felt that day. Last night, I took a journey to a land across the seas. I did not go by boat or plane. I traveled on my knees. That day, between the porch and the altar, Hannah traveled instantaneously into the throne room of heaven. The priest Eli listened to her groans, watched her mouth move, pronounced her drunk, But God heard what she had to say, and God responded with an answered prayer. Because she trusted God, she drew close. Because she trusted God, she leaned on the Lord. When you have nothing left but God, you've got enough to walk when you can't even stand. It was Abraham Lincoln that said, I've been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of those about me seemed insufficient for the day. I like that phrase, insufficient for the day. We need to trust. America, you need to dance again, draw close to God again, lean on him again. Only God can get us out of the mess that we are in. What did Solomon say? Who is this coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on the arm of her beloved? Here's the third thing about trust. Let God lead. Back to Habakkuk. He had faced up to God's seeming indifference. He had also faced up to God's unexpected methods. God breaks the silence and says, you want me to answer prayer, and I will. I will answer your prayers. I'm going to send the Chaldeans to wreak havoc in Israel. Wait a minute, God. That's not the kind of answer prayer I wanted. But you see, God has a different plan. His ways are not our ways. His ways catch us completely off guard. But trust is learning to follow his lead, his mysterious ways. 
the prophet also faced up to God's unhurried purpose. God said it's coming, but it's for an appointed time. It's not going to happen when you want it to happen. It will probably happen when you least expect it. But I am on my way. The late and the great Corey Tin Boom spoke of the timeliness of God's loving care. The setting for the story was Nazi-occupied Holland, where she and her family were experiencing trials while attempting to shelter Jews. In the midst of increasing danger and turmoil, she asked her dad, said, Papa, everything is getting too bad. If the police come for us, how will we know that God is with us? Her dad looked at her and said, Corey, when we go on a trip by train, when do I give you the ticket? She said, well, just before we get on the train, Papa. That's right, Corey, her dad said. You don't need your ticket until you're about to board the train, but I always give you your ticket just in time. That's how our wonderful Heavenly Father is. He gives us just what we need when we need it, and He is never late. His love and mercy will sustain us and strengthen us just when we need them, for He is always faithful. You can't understand eternity by focusing on your present circumstances, because everything has a time and a purpose. God's will is delayed sometimes, but he will respond. He knows what he's doing. Follow his lead. The late Brother Tinney used to say, we are into microwaving, but God is into marinating. God takes his time, but he's always right on time. You may remember when Abraham was 75 years of age, God promised him a son. 25 years would pass. He would be 100 years old when Isaac was born. Delay is not denial. God will answer. This is what Habakkuk came to appreciate. In chapter 2, he realized the vision is yet for an appointed time. At the end, it shall speak. It will not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. It'll surely come. It will not delay. God is on time. He's coming in our direction. And answered prayer is on its way. Just wait on it. Ophelia Adams once wrote, Unanswered yet? Nay, do not say ungranted. Perhaps your part is not yet wholly done. The work began when first your prayer was uttered, and God will finish what he has begun. Though years have passed since then, do not despair. His glory you shall see sometime, somewhere. Why won't you dance? Jesus asked a question. He asked it in Matthew and in Luke. He said, to what should I compare this generation? They're like the children in the marketplace who shout, we played the flute, we played happy music, but you would not dance. We played mournful music, but you would not weep. That phrase leaps out at me, you would not dance. Trust is the divine dance, and heaven is playing its song. You will dance when you draw near to God, when you lean on God. When you follow his lead and you wait on him. Sort of like Margaret Fishback's famous piece of prose of the story of the footprints in the sand. Imagine if it continued. 
When a person starts walking with God, it's not just parallel tracks of footprints in the sand. There are stops and starts and zigzags and circle. But over time, they begin to move together, walking hand in hand with the divine. Maybe sometimes you see your footsteps inside of his larger footprints, your life totally hidden with God. Maybe you continue on in this journey of life and you see something that puzzles you. Disorganized footprints and circles and turnaround and deep gashes in the sand, looking like a war has taken place. You're so shocked and amazed, you cried out, Lord, what is this? Lord, what has happened? Can you imagine a twinkle in the Lord's eyes? When you hear a deep rumble that sounds like thunder and we realize the Lord is laughing. And he asked, don't you remember? That was when we danced. If trust is anything, it is a dance. Don't forget to dance. Those wonderful words of S.M. Lockridge, speaking of the Lord, his office is manifold, his promise is sure. His life is matchless, his goodness is unlimited. His mercy is everlasting, his love never changes. His word is enough, his grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you, but he's indescribable. You can trust him. I believe that is the admonition for each and every one of us, is to learn to trust in the trustworthy God. No matter what our circumstances say, that God is able to perform his work and to finish his work in our lives. Don't forget to dance. Thank you for sharing a daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.